Hello? Is anyone there? Is this really how we want to start episode 200? <laughs> he said I'm going to reconcile my ass on this beach. We'll be releasing a podcast entitled The Elevate Podcast. You should just move out here. And I said, bet. We're sharing. We're Karen. <laughs> You can't eat the outside. I don't think you just sucked. I'm nervous, obviously. First time on camera. Was twerking it for a real one. I still do not have my face as a producer. It is still Mac. What is this? Swing the mic. That should be the name of your guys' podcast. <laughs> this show absolutely sucks. But I'm grateful y'all listen. <laughs> Why did it say Russia invade Ukraine? Applebee's. Dark sense of humor. Woohoo. Oh, it's just an American mouth. It's embarrassing for everybody involved. Like you're impossible to work with. <laughs> Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all for our 200th time. It's your boy, Josh. And Reg. And Alton. Oh, let's go. We're and so happy Phillip. to have Oh, Philip. <laughs> Philip's jumping in, too. We're so happy to have all of you on. As we said, we have a special episode planned. We're excited to have the whole crew back with us. Everyone who was involved in making the show over the last 200 episodes, three and a half years, we're bringing on tonight. Obviously, we got both Dalton and Philip with us, uh, and then we'll have Mac be calling in here soon to kind of get her perspective and make fun of all the alpha males on this podcast. We have a very fun episode planned. We're going to be diving into some AI, going to be diving into, some real, diving into some real estate, but as well, we're trying to stay away from the politics and try to stay away from the drama today, but Dalton's like, bro, I'm here. Why are we not driving into it? <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting all of it today. We're excited to have you. Dalton, where have you been at lately? How you doing? Dude, I've been good. Um, oh, it's so awkward. I don't know where to start. Like, it seems like I have to recap you got so engaged? much now. Dude, that's number one. That's the most exciting thing is I did get engaged, man. What a, like. That's awesome, man. What a crazy. Like, when we started this, Hannah and I were like, I may not even talking at the time. You guys haven't met yet. I don't. No, I know we definitely hadn't met. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, crazy. Like you just said, three and a half years. Yeah, dude, that's nuts. Um, yeah, so I am now in real estate at a different. Like I still do rentals and property management and all that stuff, but I got my real estate license shortly after leaving the show, and then joined Royal Page Atlantic, and have been uh, working there as a realtor. Alongside all my other real estate stuff, dude, that's yeah. awesome. Philip, what you been up to lately? I'm just trying to finish school, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> straight up, dude. That is that's honest work. Yeah, no fighting, fighting the power of NASCAD. Um, but True. yeah, no, just grinding, uh, doing a lot of photography stuff. Did some fun stuff over the summer. Shot a golf tournament. Nice. So, couple. Also, did some work on Sullivan's Crossing. Uh, no, almost. Oh, oh, you almost oh, did. Almost. Oh, gee, you almost saw Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Connect, connected with some people that work on Sullivan's Crossing. But nice. yeah, I know. And then uh, hopefully now graduating in the spring or might be in the summer. Depends on if NASCAD allows me. True. But well, that's good. Cool. That's, that's awesome. exciting. Reg, how you doing, big dog? I'm doing good. It's funny that you mentioned Sullivan's Crossing because uh, they shoot that on my street. And so every time the movie trucks are out, my wife is just like, time to walk the baby. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> There's another man in my life. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because my wife will then message Josh's wife and be like, they're filming today. And she'll be like, ooh. <laughs> and the pair oh, of them. right. The pair of them are big Chad Michael Murray fans. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah did you guys like go try and stalk him downtown or something? Yeah, we did. Right. Tried to. Couldn't uh, find him though, unfortunately. Dude, how does he not see the show? 
You should know about you. Yeah, seriously. Like, dude, like, we're like icon, icons in Atlantic Canada here. We actually are. Yeah. <laughs> I still am. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> uh, people are excited to have you back, sir. It's awesome. And uh, we're, we're excited to get this thing started. And do not forget, we are still collecting food donations for the Dartmouth Community Fridge and the work that we're doing. Uh, the link is in the show notes. But as well as if you just don't have time to get down there or even have some food set aside for your boy to come pick up, please donate the link in the show notes. And uh, we'd love to kind of get that money in, help out the homies who are struggling this holiday season. But we're going to get things off started. Well, what's happening in real estate in this, in this province right now, dude? What, like we saw, we, we were talking about it earlier. They, they, we saw an upgrade in Grand Parade, which is here downtown Halifax. Um, they went from just like normal tents to now what they call Eskimo tents, uh, which are insulated. Got some, you know, it's a little cushy. Well, it looks like we're actually like upgrading people's living quarters that aren't homes. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, it's gentrification at its finest. <laughs> um, I don't stand for it. No. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man. Um, look, I mean... <laughs> dude. Speechless. Just speechless. Uh, there was a day like maybe last week i think it was like negative 11 or 12 like before the wind like it was like real. there was one day last week i remember it was super super cold and only a few people had these new tents at that time and i was like that is like that that's not fit that's not normal like growing up here i've never seen this like that continues to be my sentiment sentiment is like i've never seen this and now there's just more and more and more and we just went through a windstorm like this Monday. Mm-hmm. So the one over in Victoria Park is like in shambles. Like I don't think there's many people left there actually. Okay. Um, and you know it was uh, like just two individuals were buying these Eskimo tents, eh? This was oh, like really? The, yeah. It was on Facebook. Um, like all the different community groups. People were like sharing it obviously around as much, much as they could. And they said anyone who could donate by e-transfer or whatever to these individuals, they were going to Costco to buy them. So it's like the government didn't buy them. But whoever was like set that up, like <laughs> that's like huge. Spent yeah. their own money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, people started donating, and of course. For it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, we drove by, I think today, and there was like a ton more being set up this afternoon. It looked like there was like fresh water being delivered and like maybe toiletries. I couldn't quite see. Definitely water. So, I mean, it's better, but it's not. I think the only thing about it, I think that really bugs me in general, is obviously we just don't want to see this at all. Of course. The one thing that worries me, and this is human nature, Mm -hmm. is it's going to start becoming normal. And even kind of all the stuff that we're seeing, like, you know, like the big deliveries that are happening, kind mm. of more, you know, like better tents, better materials, better supplies. I can totally see it, people kind of going down this path of, well, it works. And mm-hmm. now we're not going to try to improve the amount of housing supply in the country. Totally. That does worry me that we might go down that path. Here's my, I think where my mind goes is like, okay, so they're living in tents in the middle of downtown. And then let's just like cut it for a second and just be honest, like with ourselves, as hard as this is to hear, Parade Square should be for everybody. I would not go in there right now. Mm-hmm. Call, so call me what you want. But the truth is, just say if I was there with a small child or, 
or even by myself at night, there's people sleeping. It's just weird. It, that's what it is. It's, it just feels weird to be in there when you're not a part of that. Like it almost feels like you're trespassing into their home, which you sort of are. So I don't know how the city can work in the building right there and look at that and not go, we have that huge piece of land that St. Pat's school used to be on. Why don't we do something with that? Why don't we, you know, the old library on Spring Garden Road that was not fit to be a library anymore, but not fit enough also for people to live in. They used it as a temporary courthouse. Mm. So people, you, you, who cares? Let Open up the doors and let them ruin it. Who cares? Whatever. Do, let them do what they want. But at least they're inside. I'm not saying you had to make the building glorious, but my gosh, you could have turned the heat on and running water on. Like it's at least it's a building. Right. And so, see, like, this is a challenge, right? Um, I don't know if you heard too much about St. Pat's, but basically there's been a lot of um, problems with people actually using St. Pat's as a temporary shelter. Just they've been cutting holes in the fences around there and just been going into the building and just like getting out of the cold, getting out of the wind. Oh, I'm sorry. We're speaking of different areas. Oh. You're speaking of St. Pat's Alexandra. Yeah. I'm speaking of St. Pat's, the old high school on Quimple Road. Oh, the oh, land okay, okay, that's yeah, now yeah, empty yeah, that yeah. they could build on. Yeah, they could. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking of the But you're the right. Yeah, you're right. There's <laughs> another school that's literally sitting there. And so that was bought by a developer back in the day. And the oh. and the thing was is though that the developer though had an agreement with the city as a part of the purchase that it would be developed by a certain date. That date has come and passed. And they applied for an exemption. They said, you know, we weren't anticipating crisis whatever number you want to pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the city said, yeah, okay, that sounds good. But then also part of this too was that they um, have been kind of contacted by the the fire marshal, by everybody, by other neighbors around that area saying, um, we have people squatting, it's unsafe. The building is like ready to collapse in on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have people living in these spaces. And so the fire marshal has basically said like, if you don't tear it down, like we're going to come find you. And so the developer's just like, well, I can't afford to tear it down. And so it's like, if you can't afford to tear it down, how the heck are you going to afford to develop it? But I guess they're, they're waiting on agreements and handshakes to happen. But uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. So right now there are, like you said, the spot on Quinpool where they could tent and this and the spot up in the North end where if the city really wanted to, they could actually demolish that property, say you were in violation of your contract. You know, the development agreement that we agreed to mm-hmm. when you bought the property, it's going back to public property and uh, yeah, make that into housing too. Dude. Yeah. Absolutely. I could see that. And uh, here to break up the sausage fest is uh, <laughs> oh Mac Jessen. Well, how you holding up, Mac? It's been great to have the get the whole clan back here. Um, oh my god! My you doing all right? Oh yeah, two hundred episodes. That's shocking to me. To Isn't that honest. crazy? We made it. We made it that far. I I know. I didn't expect it to be um, yeah this soon. I guess I was just like two hundred. What do you mean? Well, I what think, have you been doing? <laughs> well, I think part of it is this year when we tried to do two episodes a week for like probably six, eight months. Uh, that really yeah. got us up. Like this is going to be our 80th episode of the season. Oh, that's insane. Jay? Yeah. So we did a lot. Do you guys still do twice a week? No. 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 <laughs> I don't think I see uploads that only once a week. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, we can't, I, I can't keep doing that no more. Right. So uh, are, are you best friends with Peter McKinnon yet? Oh, hey, we're getting this close. You know what? Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to see the next conversation I have is I'm going to be like, so 
F1. You've been to Dubai. Let's talk about it and see what happens. Nice. And then I'll become famous from that point and just fly only strictly like private from there. Okay. So, Ooh, true. That's a good plan. True. Hoping no, for the best. Dude, your mom raised you well. Not even first class, oh, private jet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a private jet, actually. Maybe like, <laughs> still do commercial. So, that'd probably be a lot better for the world. But, yeah. so, but it's not better for you. Yeah. You're right. But maybe maybe I'll just like get a nice car so I don't even have to do a flight anywhere. True. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're just, you're just following the example of the best leader we've ever had in our Canadian history. So he, he takes hey. private jets everywhere. So why not you? You know what? That's exactly who I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Love our government. <laughs> Don't uh, ask me anything. I don't know anything. Okay, <laughs> I'll ask you one question because I'm curious if it's, uh, you know, unanimous over here. So you're over a new market at the moment, living your life, trying to make a living. You know, I, I asked about Peter McKinnon, who, for those who don't know the show or don't or don't know who that is, he's a famous photographer, great on YouTube, done a lot of great work. Um, he... Uh, owns the coffee shop that Mac currently works in, and uh, and so they're just getting a little close there. It's been cool for her and uh, cool experience. But I'll ask, what's you know, you're a new market north of Toronto. Mm-hmm. What is happening in terms of? Are you seeing tent cities in new market? Am I seeing sorry tent cities? Tent cities? Yeah. Like dumb that down for me <laughs> like are you, you're seeing fields of tents or like groups of tents together people living in tents you know what i haven't seen any at least because like i live like pretty downtown new market and if i haven't seen that but i have had a lot of issues with like um where i live there's a community fridge mm-hmm. and there's a lot of um chaos that happens on the street that I live around which um honestly like when I would you know what I haven't seen tents per se but I just would say like there has been a lot more um like need for housing and like it like just food in general because like people will refill that fridge and like there will be a lineup of people ready to take it and uh yeah honestly I wouldn't be surprised if that is like then i'll start seeing it more i just i hear it a lot more which is kind of terrifying like i had to call the cops the other day because there was a drunk guy like outside of my house just like screaming and just like walking back and forth in front of my house and i was like i don't know what is like sorry about that (laughs) yeah like yeah (laughs) like but i'm just it's like that never tends to happen where i live um but seeing how like yeah like at least with where new market is like it is becoming more established i would say more people at least for where i work like people do want to come see peter mckinnon which is wild to me just because like he is like a local celebrity and they're just like oh we want to see this cafe that he promotes and stuff and like um yeah and it's just like it it shows that it's becoming more of a hustle and bustle around here and it's wild to me i'm like this is a new market this is in Toronto. Like, this huh. is not that deep. Like, nothing is here except Upper Canada Mall and maybe, you know, a, a free skating rink by Fairy Lake. Like, that's about it. Um, 
but yeah, I've, I've just noticed a little bit more of just like that need, but I haven't seen any tents yet. So, I mean, that's good. That's actually good news to hear uh, that new market hasn't seen that. Um, but as you said, start, uh, he's, he started off where you're, you told us not to ask you any questions because you don't know anything. But because right. of that, because you're not engaged like we are, this is a really interesting yeah. question is, okay. you know, you're living your life, you're doing your thing, you're just trying to make a living in this world. Has mm-hmm. your perspective or has your feeling towards our current federal government changed at all? And if so, who would you prefer to be leading the country? Honestly, at this point, I feel like anyone but Trudeau. Like, like as someone, I feel like I am a bit ignorant to politics. I think the only time I've ever been more invested was when I worked with you guys on the podcast. And just, like, having that, you know, kind of just hearing about it. Because most of the time, even when I lived with, like, Jill, like, she was – she study political science as well so she knew like a lot of like stuff like that and was urging me to vote and I felt like I was just pretty much like okay and like tried to learn and like it still was always something that I'm just like I don't know until now where I've like been in the workforce and I'm just like okay like you can't afford to do anything like literally anything if you're making minimum wage um like I live at home I'm like, okay, because like, I can't afford to live anywhere. And it just seems as if like everything that is going on in this world, not just our country, I'm just like, like, what's, what's happening? Like, maybe we needed a little change up here for something, something to happen. Whether that's like for more people to understand, like, I don't know, at least my generation, they call themselves a little bit more woke and say that, like, we got to get people to vote. But at the same time, like, majority of the people that I know, it's just like, yeah, we don't know about it, which sucks. But, like, it's also kind of just, I don't know, you just, like, are trying to live. And just, like, learning about it can be stressful, and that's just ignorance on my end. But, yeah, so that's where I would say, I don't know. That's fair. Trudeau. I don't know. Yikes. <laughs> all, I, like, all I hear and it's like all negatives and I'm just like, how is this still happening? I don't know. You know? So that's my two cents of someone who probably should do some more research. But well, yeah. Well, you're in the uh, income bracket. So I'd actually be curious. Have you received any carbon tax credits yet? Or yeah, your rebate so, would be. Yeah, I have. I yeah. received like, yeah, Good. I think I got like a little bit of money. Good. Um, and I was like, okay, great. But <laughs> I just like, it's one of those things where it, like, that's where I'm like, what, what, are, what is this really like doing? <laughs> you know? Cause at the same time, I'm just like, what, how is this helping even the environment or like anything other than that? Cause it just feels like it's just like money that they're able to throw at people and be like, here, here just shush like uh, here's some money True. i don't know because well, <laughs> that's where i'm just like okay great i'm getting money from the government yay like that can pay off like my visa for now <laughs> um so yeah nice. like that's the only time i think i've ever seen it and i was like okay well that's like it's funny that you said it that way because that's what some reg famously says on the show quite frequently is that the uh, that rebate is trudeau's hush money on the citizens hey that's yeah. It makes sense. You're like, you kept me quiet. <laughs> I don't know. Like it just, 
I feel like that's the easiest way for governments to quiet people is to just give them some money. Like it doesn't even have to be like a lot. And people are like, Oh my God, wait, maybe he's doing something for the country. (laughs) You know, they're like, Oh, I got like a hundred dollars in the mail. Like I can go buy like three things at the grocery store now. That's perfect. You know? So I don't know, but there's just like, I don't know. This is the most where even when I lived in Halifax, I think that I'm finding it harder to even just like live here and I don't even have to pay for rent just like in general with like groceries and just like life. I don't know. I went to the movies the other day and I'm, why was it $24 to go to the movies? I'm like, what, what I better be like in the, in the movie. If I'm gonna be <laughs> like, I don't get it. So I just, I don't know. I'm like trying to like stay at home and cook. And then I'm like, it's not even affordable to like stay at home and cook. Like, and so I don't know. Are you skipping meals like, yet? I just need to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't blame you. Uh, last question I have for you then is, are, are you skipping meals at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Like I, I think like sleeping in counts as a meal. Like yeah. sometimes where it's just like, you know, and I mean, I have to pay for food at work now. Like, I don't work at Starbucks, and Starbucks is pretty easy that I would just like take food. Like, I don't care. Like, it's a billion dollar corporation. They do not care if we take like some egg bites. Where now I'm working at a small company that, like, they're a small business. I'm like, I'm going to pay for the food. And even then, I'm just like, oh my God, things are adding up. And so it's just sometimes easier to just, I don't know not eat which is so stupid because i'm like what this is a basic necessity in life so i don't know yeah. well at least yeah. you're still a patriot you still got that maple leaf on your wrist so you know uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yikes i should have worn my i was had my boss in half <laughs> I, yeah Re- ready to go down south yeah yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, no. Edit and post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Any, anybody have any questions for Mac before she departs? No. Crickets. Dude, I'm <laughs> stuck up on the skipping meal thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's like yeah. I, that's why I genuinely wanted to ask you the, those questions because like you said it off the top, right? You're just kind of live your life trying to do what you want to do. You're a regular person trying to get by. Um, so it's interesting to kind of see how things are affecting you and how you're feeling during this uh, tougher time in our economy. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Hey, well, you know what? Thanks for asking. Cause I'm just like, I think I don't even start to think about it too until I'm asked. Cause like everyone in my life is just kind of living the same life where mm-hmm. it's just like the struggle, but it's like not really a struggle because we're looking at, okay, we're alive. We're not having to like fend for our lives for these type of things. Like we do have families that help us, but it's still like, it shouldn't be like this just in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truth. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty but too. that's where I'm trying to understand the privilege because I'm just like, I do have it good for what I have. Um, but it's just different. Like even five years ago, it's so different. So yeah. you're not yeah. fighting cockroaches. That's good. I'm a fact. I'm traumatized. From okay. That. Well, I literally maybe uh, three weeks ago, we found one cockroach in the middle of our, kitchen because mo our cat was like playing with something I was like, what's that and i find it and i like freak out it's 11 p.m midnight i find this one one cockroach one and i 
go into full hysterics. I put the cockroach in a Ziploc bag and put it in the freezer <laughs> so that way I can show pest control to confirm its identity. And then I yes. stay up until 3 a.m. and I throw everything in the kitchen away and put everything that's open in a Ziploc. I clean everything. I look everywhere and I don't find another cockroach okay. and we're good. Anyway, pest control okay. comes. He like sprays or whatever and does his little thing and I show him the cockroach. I'm like, can you please confirm? And he and he watches me pull it out of the freezer, and I'm like, yeah, I know I'm crazy. It's fine. <laughs> and then he said, "Well, do you order Uber Eats or get Amazon a lot?" And I said, "Yeah, like like it's my job." And <laughs> um, he said, "Well, yeah, we've been seeing an uptick in like these couriers delivering places." And then bringing them with them because they go into so many apartment buildings. Because they go so many places every day. Right. Oh and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Brutal. It has not curbed me ordering a breeze, however. <laughs> Instead, I bought a thing that goes over the bottom of the door. And I spray the hallway with pest control stuff. That's not pet safe. It's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken out anybody. That's right. Yeah, Humans and all. Gee. Oh my God. No, that's so valid though, because I I remembered I your story, and I was like, "No way, am I going through what Mac went through? No way." Uh-uh. uh-uh. I could not like. We. I think I slept three nights in that place, and then I just was like, "Why am I even doing this?" <sighs> My mom still claims that there's. I brought cockroaches into the house, and I was just like, "Uh-uh." We went down to the basement. And she's like, "Look, this is a cockroach," and I'm like. Mama, that like that's a worm. Like, <laughs> like finding any reason to be like there's cockroaches down here, and I'm just like, no, you would know if you had a cockroach infestation. Like they multiply. Ugh. So at least you just found one. My God, that would. Well, my fear was again, like, yeah, like what if this one, like you said, turns into many? I yeah. like slept with one. I opened that night. I was like. Because the second you see one, you're like, oh, they're in my bed. Right. Yeah, they're on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. You had the bed bugs, yeah. too. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Double homicide. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, but like my friends in Toronto live with cockroaches, and they're just like, yeah, this is normal. And I'm just like, huh? uh, Maybe for you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'd rather have cockroaches than mice. And I'm just like, <gasps> I befriend no. the mice. Mice are like, so uh, easy. Yeah. So I, but it's just interesting how people just like are used to different conditions. And even, yeah, in downtown Toronto, you can be living in a place that costs four thousand dollars a month and have cockroaches. So, Gee, yeah, that that's is insane. Count me out. That's more than my mortgage. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> dude. Awesome. Well, wow. Mac, Mac, thank you so much. Do you have any last words for the Elevate audience on this two hundredth episode day? Oh my God. Well. To be a part of however many I was a fan. was so great. And I'm glad to see how far you guys have come, to be honest. Because I sometimes see the TikToks, I'm just like, I was there at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You guys are doing what you guys need to do, which is be two bros talking about politics. <laughs> all you got to do. Um, but no. I think it's so great. I'm glad you guys are still doing what you love. And that's just letting the people know what's up. So Truth. amen to that. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mac. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a good night. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. See guys. ya. <laughs> See ya. Well, that was a pleasure, but yeah, the crazy stuff, with, you know, stuff that she's feeling and going through. Oh my gosh. Skipping a meal. Yeah. That's, that's not I need easy. to get on the, on that diet. 
That's the student, <laughs> the student diet. That's for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's just a poverty diet. Like, yeah. I've definitely had sleep for supper before. Like, yeah, that's oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And it's just like, you look at the other person, you're like, sleep. And they're like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. And yeah, that's, that's how it is. That's not, far, that's not fit. I, I can't believe that. Yeah, that's, that's cranked. Well, I think I am curious as we continue on that conversation with like, What's going on in this in this city? We have issues with landlords feeling the pinch now too, right? Global Halifax reported uh, oh, this no. tweet said, "On the brink, Halifax area landlords say the housing crisis is harming them too." "Quote: I'm not making any money off that property other than equ- equity in it." One landlord says, "Oh, give me a break, <laughs> <laughs> loser! That is your profit." Yo, oh yeah, yeah. You get a house for free. Mm, fair that's play. good. Yeah, that should be good enough. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do feel like I do feel for the landlords who are like, like this person's in a very uh, fortunate situation where they're at least making equi- like getting equity payments into sure. their home. Yeah, people who are losing money right now, like say two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month. That's tough. So what if you yeah. spin it as they only have to pay two, three, four hundred dollars a month to own a home? Oh, that's, yeah, that's how you do it. No matter what, investments have good years and bad years. That's not what Grant Cardone would say. Grant Cardone's an idiot. He's a total <laughs> chooch. Dude, he's a fraud. <laughs> he said the people who calls him a fraud. Like, he's coming after you. I absolutely. I sent you that video. I have a new lawyer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, yeah. Well, like I've done doing the breakdowns in terms of owning a home, right? You you got to pay for the the uh, things that you repairs, maintenance, uh, maintenance, all the things that property come with tax, it. utilities, and property taxes seem to be going up constantly. Uh, there's a lot that goes into like owning a home. So not just are you losing money, your mortgage payments that you got some extra cash going into that. So you still view it from like, say a $600, $700 payment of owning a home. So let's say, uh, let's use my building. For example, that has 16 units. If out of my pocket every month, Extra, so say I take in rent and that covers the mortgage completely, but then out of my pocket I have to pay water, um, garbage removal, snow removal, etc. Whatever, like those expenses. If at the end of the month I even pay a thousand bucks a month to then own a six-unit building, I think that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. In these conditions, you're going to take what you can get, and if you then sell it. No one's forcing you to own the property. Right. If you ha- if your stock was going down and you thought it was a good time to get out, would you sell it? Right. Go ahead. Mm. I got you. That's fair. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Reg? Well, it's interesting because I actually know somebody who's a landlord. Um, it's a house that has a basement unit. They're renting the top part of the house, the three-bedroom house. Um, and so their mortgage came up, and so now they're stuck at a really high interest rate, mm-hmm. and they're losing money because they were covering things like heat and and water and everything else for that upstairs. And so they were like, "I'm losing six hundred dollars a month before where I was gaining eight hundred from mm. the rent." And so, and their argument was that um, they had priced the unit too low. Because they were offering it, they like compared to current prices right now, they're offering the upstairs for $1,800 a month, which is pretty good for a three bedroom. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that they were like, okay, so this landlord is living in the basement unit. And so he approached the upstairs tenants and said, I can't increase your rent more than the rent cap. So you have one of two options you can start paying me more in rent by the tune of like another two or $300 a month, or 
I'm kicking you out and I'm moving upstairs because I'm allowed to move upstairs. Oh, so which I was like, that's slimy because that's increasing the rent. And so I don't know if those people would have grounds to then go to the tenancy board. And then what does that mean then if they go to the tenancy board? Um, because then oh, I know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So give me, give me your thoughts on that. Whose side do you want to win? I don't know. <laughs> Cause it's like, I get the, uh, I get the, the feeling like where they're like, okay, my mortgage just got completely screwed over by the banks and because sure. of our, our government's frivolous spending. But at the same time, you can't be slimy like that. Yeah. You ill-gotten be, gains will come back to get you. Yeah. So, so if those, so if, if those tenants accept the conditions, the new rules of having to pay more than what the rent cap is, as soon as they do that, even if you put in writing and sign it with a witness saying, I agree to pay more than the rent cap as the tenant, I agree to do that. You, the tenant can still go to the tenancy board and say, my landlord is making me pay more than 2% and win and get it in back pay. Wow. Just because you put it in writing, you, they can, they cannot circumvent a law. Now, is there like a statute of limitations on that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you've been paying this for a year now. Like you should have come to us sooner. No. Okay. Yeah. He said back. You don't back. even have to be a tenant anymore. Welcome to Nova Scotia, baby. Because <laughs> my thought is that like they like their comments were like, we can't, we have to accept this. We're going to be out on the street homeless. Oh, if we, I would if we don't it. accept it. And so, and, and then sue them. <laughs> And then take the house. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, yeah. yeah, it's funny. That's something Dalton will do. Yeah. yeah. Now that, that makes sense though. I think, yeah, I, if that's, those how the rules play are being played, I honestly would probably do the same if I was that tenant. I'd be like, okay, I accept. And then the take it to the tenants board. don't know their rights either, right? Like, so, but okay, now you're, you're talking about, where I guess we're talking about you more so than me, but we're both sure. landlords. Yeah. What's your perspective on, on something like that? Where do you feel like tenants have more rights than they should? Or do you feel you have enough? What are your thoughts? I think tenants at the moment, is, I'm speaking strictly Nova Scotia, have an equal, have a fair crack at the whip in tenancy court with the, with the rights they have. Like tenants really have a good leg to stand on most times unless their landlord has a huge legal team. Like if you're going up against kill them or something, like, and if they really want to push it, of course they can. But nine times out of 10, the tenant usually wins in tenancy court because there's a lot of slimy landlords here. <laughs> I think Surprise. I think there could be a little more leg for landlords to stand on. I think at some, I think sometimes smaller landlords are unfairly represented. Mm. Um, and so I think there's there's there could be movement for smaller lands. I, I I think to just use the term landlord is not fair either. Me going in tenancy court is not the same as Kill. I'm going to tenancy court. It's just it's not. We don't have the same skin in the game. So I don't I don't think that's an equal process either. Um. But I think, like for this situation, we had clients that we work with through our property management business, who want who said the rent needs to be increased more than 2%. And I said, well, I can't do that. And, and the rebuttal is, well, I'm, I'm the owner, I'm the client, that's what I wanna do. And I would say, fine, well, you're, then you can't be my client. Then you just go do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You manage the property and you do that and you break the law, but I'm not gonna break the law. 
And then I go, well, then we'll just, I don't want to find a new tenant because of course, if they want a new tenant, that triggers a fee with my business, right? right. To go find it. That, so they want to pay that. Well, my friend, you got into business and sometimes there's bills or sometimes there's losses. You have to pick. Right. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes governments make it such that you can't. Oh, he's yeah. going there. He's yeah, going some, there. Sometimes you, you, get the, sometimes you get the bill and you lose. <laughs> yeah. Gee, that's wild. So I guess like going back to kind of read your story here with yeah. the person he knows. I know how I would react. If you were the landlord in this situation, would you pull that? If I needed to be upstairs, not downstairs? If that was the, if you, you didn't want to incur that $400 a month loss and the only way to do that was to like push, either get them to pay or move upstairs to push them out, would you do that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them the option. I would just move upstairs. Wow. Because I don't even want to suggest breaking the law. Well, that, that, I guess it goes back to my point. I was like, don't you see $400 as just an expense at trying to buy a home? Wait, I'm, I guess I'm not sure. What do you? I, I guess with, the, with register, you, didn't you say accepting the extra four? Oh, you're saying the accepting the loss. Yeah, accepting the loss. Oh, like, instead I'm of sorry. Like putting the like your tenant in that situation. I'm sorry. I thought you meant accepting the extra. Oh no, no. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Accepting. Oh yeah, I would just accept the loss. Like there's one unit in my six unit building now that's still on original rent. Just that's what the lease says, and it's like until there's until such time I can do something about it. I knew what I was getting into, mm. and if I didn't know. Then I either didn't do enough due diligence or the world just did its thing. But either way, it's my problem. Right. Fair play. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's going to be fun to go back to those people and be like, keep paying this rent. And then when you're ready to move, because this is the thing is they're like, we're going to, we're going to look for another place. Like we don't know when, the when do they want to move? What's that? When do they want to move? I, I don't know. I'd have oh. to talk to them. Yeah. Find but, out. Yeah. <laughs> Don's got a place. I'm going to yeah. buy yeah. rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, tell them to keep an accurate log yeah. of every time they make the payment, what the difference is, yeah. and those conversations where they were forced to choose. Yeah, because I, I thought that was like so slimy though. And he was just like, yeah, like you can either accept this mm. or I'm going to move upstairs and get roommates instead. Gee. And and just to so be clear, the your friends is your friends the landlord, your friends the tenant. I used oh, to be friends. I oh. used to be friends with the landlord. The landlord and I had a falling out. <sighs> so you're what you're looking. He's looking for some skin. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, wild. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. So it's funny because like I was friends with both. I was friends with the tenants. I was friends with the landlord. I was closer friends with the landlord for a while. Landlord kind of like burned me bad, and so now I'm just like sounds like he's got a streak of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just like. Well, if karma comes and bites you in the butt and I just gently nudge karma in the right direction, then like, whatever. <laughs> Don't burn me. <laughs> Revenge is a bit, a dish best served anytime you can serve it. I know, right? And see, this is the thing is that like, I'm a good person, but like when you're a bad person. All bets are off. All bets are off. Especially <laughs> to be fair, it's like, and he should know the rules too. He should know he shouldn't do that. So... Yeah, he he, you know, he can't unsay it. But, but that's the thing, and like this is the well, this is the slimy type behavior that destroyed our friendship, basically. Because I, uh, like, I was like, be better, and we can be good right. friends, kind of thing. Right. And it was just like, nope, yeah. did not want to go down that route. So he's not being better. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'm still friends with your tenants, and you're screwing. Oh, them so over. you know both sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that's that. Wrong. So, I love that. Yeah, and it was funny because like when they started renting from him, I was just like, "Oh, he's a great guy, like super nice and everything." And they're like, "Cool," and then like 
I went over for a Christmas party at their place, um, which was right above them and which was fun. Um, we made just sure to walk really heavy on the floor, <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, she was like, yeah, this is the, this is the situation like, and we can't be homeless. So, and rent is so hard in Halifax right now. I was like that, you know, choice words there. And I was like, <laughs> that's so dirty. I was like, that is the dirtiest move I've ever heard. Yeah. And like knowing that this person has a very good income is living basically rent-free downstairs because they're paying the mortgage. I was just like, the mm. moment they stopped being able to pay the mortgage, he's just like, I'm going to pull this move. I was like, that is so dirty. Especially in like, this economy. Yeah. You hear about what, what Luke Holmes did just recently? Something about 10 grand or something, right? Yeah. 250 grand, dude. Oh, what? What? A, what? Dude, so they gave it away? No, no, no. So there's this woman oh. who was uh, selling tumblers, okay. and she made a Luke Holmes one and made like, I think it was on like 300 bucks off it. Oh. And got served with notice, not with a cease and desist, served with a lawsuit that she was going to be sued $250,000 for copyright infringement. And like, she was just like, I, I was just trying to do something cool for the Christmas holidays. This is not what I wanted. And like, it was one of those situations where it's like the people who represent Luke Combs, the one who. Did, well, that's did, what I heard is that yeah. it wasn't, that, and I'm pretty sure he gave her 10 grand. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So okay. like once he figured out everything was going, he's like, that's bogus. Like, so wow, he, he's going to get a hold of his team. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, get a new team. Yeah. How do you yeah. not know that's happening? Seriously. I, I was just like, am I going to have to purge my Spotify now? But yeah, no, I gave her 11 grand. Uh, and then on top of that made his own Tumblr and it's giving all the proceeds to her. Oh, awesome. Oh my yeah, gosh. Off of that. So It'll be okay. It helps to be rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I can understand where it went wrong though. Right. Because there's, it's the music industry is greasy, you know, and oh. like the people, the, those who own your stuff are just going to kind of act on their own will. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's times where you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I, I can understand that. Like, totally. Yeah. Your yeah. manager's yeah. going to go do. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyways, I, I just thought that was interesting going back to like kind of dealing with small people because, uh, last week or two weeks ago, we talked about where a lot of people have this mentality that NDP liberal, they're looking after the people. Uh, and the conservatives are just big business, big business, big business. After talking to several connections in the private lending industry, they are, they do, they are in no rush to see Trudeau get out of power. They want to keep this thing going because they keep, are able to keep screwing people. Because they can lend it 12%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's keep the party going out here. Uh, and so I was, I was taught, I had a conversation and there was just like, there was a one client where they're just in a tough spot and something along the lines of $2 million, $2 million property have 1.4, 1.5 million left to pay on it. And their interest rate from 3.2% renews in two months. At seven point five. Woo! When did they buy it? This would have been, I think, it was like f four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Do you know these people? I don't know them personally. Okay. Yeah, I just know this is a kind of a situation I heard through oh, the, okay. the, the private lending space. Or these are the type of clients are getting where they're 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 really going to get squished here. They, they either got to they have to rent out individual rooms of their property or they have to sell it. That's the only way they're going to make up. Could the they afford phase. it four years ago or were they keeping up with the Joneses? It's a good question. I don't know. Right. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like a $2 million property. I know. Like what kind of salaries would you need to to do that? Like, Because yeah. the people I know who own $2 million properties have $50 million in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're also speaking from a Atlantic Canada perspective. Oh, let's, let's talk Ontario. 
This oh, is Ontario, okay. which is a different story. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought this was here. That's what know. I was thinking too. Yeah. Cause I'm like the people who own $2 million houses Here's are like, have it like that. That's yeah. the steals. That's like the Understood. Sobeys. <laughs> God, so these are in Ontario, maybe Toronto. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so that's not that expensive then. No, like that's kind of like, that's like just a little over average what's happening there. Right. Right. Yeah. And so they bought this place. I get Dream home now. type scenario. Now they're getting caught. I have better clarity now. I get yeah. it. Mortgage payments about to double on them. Wow. Yeah. What would a mortgage payment at 3% on a $2 million home be? Um, I was given numbers somewhere along the lines of their mortgage payment was in the $4,500, $5,000 yes. range. Ugh. And it will be going up to like 10. Oh. Uh. <laughs> gross that's just that's before the property taxes oh oh god that's tough yeah and if they adjust any property taxes at all like i mean weren't you just dealing with adjusted property taxes don't get me started on adjusted (laughs) property taxes bro i was about to go throw fit in the government what your property property um well like i mean yeah you know how the kind of the cap system works where once you purchase it, it's not within your family. They can jump the cap rate on your property tax. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'm looking at all the houses that just sold my area. Mm. They didn't re- adjust the cap rate for anybody else but me. Oh, I was like, bro, so like they doubled my property tax. And I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Why did you not incre- increase the cap rate on these people? But you did on me. Mm. I don't understand. So I was just like, it was crazy. I went from spend like 220 a month now up to 450 a month and i'm like dude that's tough that's not yeah all in property taxes yeah climate change taxes that one okay that one just like drives me up the wall and i'm not exaggerating (laughs) that's a line item on my property taxes yeah like i think when you got your property taxes the same day i got my my letter from from our municipal government oh (laughs) saying like Here's your here's your property tax breakdown, and then I was like, "What is this Halifax like climate change fee that was incurred?" I think mine was like seventy nine bucks or something like that. I'm like, I realize in the grand scheme of things, I can swallow eighty bucks like a year. No, it's principal, but it is the principal because I'm like, what is being done with this? What? And then when like they were announcing that they were going to increase the property tax by nine point seven percent because they had a shortfall of X number of million, 60 million or something like that. I was just like, take the climate change tax and use that to cover it. Stop increasing our taxes. We can't afford to live. Truth. So yeah, that one burned me. Cause I was just like, we live with the most amount of trees around us. Like we have so much protected green space. Mm. People can't even develop because there's so much green space that's protected. Like, right. They tried to put a, a connector in between the one Oh two highway over to the 103 to alleviate congestion at that juncture. Yeah. They can't get it through because there's so much protected green space that people are like losing their minds over the idea of like building that connector. And it's just like, okay, cool. We have all this protected green space. We're doing pretty okay with our climate change. Why do we need this extra climate change tax? Mm. Why? We're not like go tax like Amera yeah. <laughs> and their coal plants. Yeah. Stop taxing the little person. Right. No. It's unreal, dude. Have you heard about Ron Butler, the mortgage broker out of Ontario? Oh, I love him. Awesome dude, right? No. So big mortgage broker out of Ontario, huge on TikTok, older gentleman. Okay. Very foul mouthed. Yeah. But okay. um, but like like literally was brought in front of a committee in parliament to talk on mortgage rates, interest rates, all that type of thing. Like he knows his stuff. Mm. 
Um, but he went, so that his whole TikTok account is just talking about, you know, lending rates, mortgage rates, sure. real estate, that type of thing. He broke away from that a little bit today. Oh. And I'll be curious to kind of hear your perspective on this take. Okay. Um, because first off, anyone who's listening with any children around, uh, I'm giving you a heads up. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of language here in the next little two minutes. Um, so just get a heads up. But we'll it almost makes it better. I, I don't know. I'm like, I love it. Because then you're like, really this is real. I'm pissed off at what's the people's idea of progress is. Okay. I'm listening to all this stuff for the last three months. Crazy shit. Maybe for the last four months. Crazy shit. Like, how about this? Uh, yeah, so we need a congestion fee. Like, no one should be allowed to come down uh, to Toronto if you're entering the city, driving into the city. We need to charge you a congestion fee. Fuck you! No fucking congestion fee. Fuck me. Like, if I want to drive... Who the fuck... First of all, who the fuck would want to drive into fucking Toronto? Like, <laughs> fucking crazy town. But... What's this all about, congestion fees? So you just want only the people who live there to be able to have cars in Toronto? You want you, you want to keep everybody the fuck out or charge them up the ass if they want to come in? No, fuck that. Guess what? All the shit is downtown. The baseball, the hockey, the football, the, the, the basketball, uh, every goddamn thing is downtown. All the entertainment, all the concerts. So, uh... Well, you could uh, you could take the uh, take the transit. Fuck you, some old fat guy or some older guy or somebody, maybe even a walker or a bunch of little kids. Who wouldn't know, like you can't take your kid to a fucking ball game. You gotta get on train, planes, trains, and automobiles to get fucking downtown. Bullshit, bullshit. I say, fuck progress, fuck congestion fees. That's all wrong. How about this next fresh fucking hell they've dreamt up? Oh. We are going to, we don't like all these very large pickup trucks uh, in downtown Toronto or in downtown Vancouver or in downtown Montreal. Uh, we want to ban these very large pickup trucks. They should not be parking in our streets. Fuck you. Fuck progress. Fuck that shit. What, you got to run around a bunch of Cairns with a fucking big measuring tape to decide how big the pickup truck is? You want somebody to come and fix your plumbing, fix your electrical, fix your shit, okay? That person's going to have a pickup truck, you fucking idiots, okay? And... Uh, yeah, don't don't tell me you don't want any big truck. We don't want big trucks. How the fuck do they think? Or you want all the fucking trucks that feed you, that bring you food downtown? You want them all to come in the middle of the night? And all, all you know, everybody's got to work late to please you, and no big trucks in your parking spaces. Fuck that, okay? Fucking stupid. That's not progress. That's bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. Oh, um, fifteen-minute neighborhoods. Yes, we want to. Nobody needs a car. Everyone should just be able to function within a 15-minute neighborhood. All your services are there, your groceries, your medical, your dental, your business. Like, Or work from home. That's better. Work from home. Never need a car. Fuck you, 15-minute cities. Fuck the 15-minute cities. Bunch of bullshit, okay? Like, what? Well, you want to give up all your... You've got a doctor. You, you, you got a doctor that's a little too far away for a 15-minute fucking walk. You're fucking old anyway, and you don't want to walk? Yeah, I don't want to walk. Like, fuck you all. No walking, no bikes, no shit. I like my fucking car. Look at it. It's bullshit. 15-minute cities, congestion fees, uh, no big trucks downtown. Fuck all that shit, okay? Honestly, that's not progress. That's bullshit. Oh, you're just a, just an old cranky man. We don't care what you think. Fuck you. There's lots of people think like me. And it's fucking stupid. All you people are inventing your own shit because you want to live some kind of downtown elite and you want to run the fucking world out of downtown and nobody else can come down there. Fuck that. The province, the federal government, everybody. We all put money into these goddamn facilities you got down there. And you're going to fucking share them.
No more bullshit about progress. I'm starting to get. This man's coming to my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, He does so much content where he's just like, now I look like an old boomer, but here's the truth. And then he like says something like super in favor of millennials because he's like, this is just the case. Like, it's way harder to live right now. Yeah. And it's just like, thank you, boomer who gets it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thank you. And so it's kind of funny because like sometimes I send like some of his stuff like off to the boomers that I'm connected to him and uh, they're just like, Oh yeah, he makes a lot of sense. I'm like, it's because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I understand what he's saying. Cause if I sent them somebody like my age, they'd be like, Oh, the lazy millennials, they don't care. Blah, blah. Oh. So it's like, he's like a really, really good bridge in that way. Cause he's like he, your spokesperson. Yes. It's like, thank you, dude. <laughs> ah. <laughs> appreciate it. But yeah, he's, yeah. He's pretty funny. Yeah, he can rip a strip off someone. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always loved his TikToks mainly because I've just really enjoyed him going into, you know, what's been going on with the interest rates or like what to expect. Mm. Why, why, why was the interest rate hiked? Why was it stall, stall that type of stuff? Mm. Um, and so he's just really honest. And the, my favorite part about him is like people go to him asking like predictions. He's like, oh. he's like, screw you. I don't know how to, I'm not, I don't know anything that's going on. I just know, I'm just reading numbers based on the numbers, which is why I see that could happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. You right. know, he's just really real, which I appreciate. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because like some of the things like, yeah, the banning trucks downtown, that's just stupid idea. So like you're, like he said, you're going to get out with a measuring tape and measure whose truck is allowed and whose truck is not like. Give but if you a own break. a big truck, you better know how to drive it. <laughs> True. <laughs> because don't send your little, like, uh, 16-year-old in the city, even our city, in your big old F-350 if they don't know how to drive it yet because it's annoying. Dude, yeah. I got ran into the pylons on the bridge from someone who ran a pickup truck, dude. See? Wow. You know what? Maybe we should ban pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, okay, so, because, like, I really want a truck. Oh, dude, <laughs> same. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and, and today, Jenna, I was talking to her because, um, she's going to be going back to work at the hospital and I have the option to work from bears Lake from the Nova Scotia health facility there. Oh. And so I was like, Oh, well this is great, but also kind of crappy because now we're going to be at different spots and working at different hours and things like that. So it's going to make it challenging uh, to share one vehicle. Mm. And she's like, well, you know, like, you know, you could probably get that truck that you've been wanting. And I'm like, what's say, say it again. Which truck? <laughs> <laughs> I actually look at that, the Tacoma. Oh, so just like something that's like midsize, but like yeah. not overly ostentatious, but is going to get the things done that I want done. I love it. So I'm looking at a truck yeah. too, man. Are you actually? Which truck? Cybertruck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just want to drive Barf. fast. And then it beat. He called me a Democrat. <laughs> I will call you a Democrat. I love that audio. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get one of those, dude. I'm pumped. Why? What? What is it with you and Elon? Like, <laughs> dude, I just, I just think anything that's a gas car is just, it's a dumb car, man. I just, I just go back to what Joe you Rogan said. You own a gas car too. Yeah, I don't drive it much, and it sucks. Your wife does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I just, I mean. Okay, what's your opinion on Elon lately? I need to know. Oh, Are you still a fan or no? Yeah. Oh. Tell me. 100% big fan. You still love him? I still love him. Got it. Do you I, use I Twitter especially, much? I, well, yes, I actually use it more. Ugh. And I, I use it more now because he reinstated Alex Jones. Oh. <laughs>
Not the gay frogs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like I mean, it's been getting really interesting in general. Like I don't, I don't mind them. Um, obviously, I'm you know going over the top, but yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. I'm mean, I'm just impartial. Well, I'm yeah. like whatever kind of thing. I do not like X anymore though, or Twitter. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I think it's like okay. This is gonna sound dumb. Mm-hmm. I think X is dumb. I think if it was still Twitter and still blue. I would like it more. I just like, I don't understand X. I agree. At all. And why does the app icon look like it's like. Like scratch. Like fake granite. Yeah. It's stupid. Okay. Yeah. I use threads a lot. And you know what? Like the fun part is that like apparently PayPal was supposed to be X back in the day. Yes. And his His co-founders wouldn't let him. No. They're like, that's a bad idea. That's dumb. (laughs) And now he's like, I finally have my money. I can call it whatever I want. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. But I mean, yeah. I still use it for like news updates. Like yeah. it's still helpful. Like threads does not have that going for it. Threads is yeah. just like memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, obviously he's working on his own AI model, which obviously this will transition to like the rest of the show, which I think is interesting oh. because, and this is why I think his purchase of, of Twitter was brilliant because now you get to feed the whole, all the, everything that's ever been written on Twitter into an AI model. Oh, so you think maybe he was just buying the data? hundred oh, percent. Okay. hundred percent. Obviously with like the guys of, hey, I'm here to protect free speech. Um, of course, you're right. But mm-hmm. like, I think the bigger play hundred percent was the fact that he had access to all that data oh. and then also get the take off all the lefties that have been annoying him lately too. I'm sure helped. Mm. Kind of like how that's I your, that's your clip for the TikTok because that's a hot take that I'm just like, Ooh, Wow, that's yeah. It makes a lot of sense now because I was just like, "Why would he buy this?" Like, I know right? that I know he's rich enough to buy this, but like, of all the stupid companies out there to buy, why Twitter? Mm. And yeah, I never understood it until you just said that. That it's all the and like, of course, it all makes sense now. Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been like our public town square for how long? With all the news, all the two thousand seven, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, like everything that's ever been important has been listed on that thing. Think of all so. the predictions you could make with that kind of data, though, about elections, about monetary policy, about wars. Yeah. Like mm. that is, yeah, oh my that's gosh. a gold mine. That's a platinum mine. <laughs> like Dude. X marks the spot. There's the treasure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's wow. Good. Yeah. So that's kind of where I see things are going with, with where that's going. Um, it's just been really funny, you know. You know me. I'm working at NASCAD, and I've overheard comments from like faculty mm. who like have made comments like, "Oh man, who would have an X account? That's like putting a swastika on your profile." And I was like, "Get over yourselves, man! Dang. Like, get like, just give me a break." That is that is such a faculty thing to say too. It's that like air of like self righteousness where I'm so they're much losers, better. totally so much better than the average. They peaked in high school. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cringy. Yeah. yeah, to say that's like a swastika, dude. That's nuts. So over the top. Yeah. That is nuts. Well, they both have four lines, so you True. know. True. Oh yeah. my gosh! I know people. This is the okay. <laughs> On Fortnite, this is how stupid this is. This is how stupid. People oh, I know are. what you're talking about. Yeah. Two roads crossed on the map that just like vaguely resembled the shape of a swastika they weren't sharp lines by the way it was just like curved lines and people were like of course everyone on reddit like all the reddit mods came out like going crazy <laughs> on the internet and i was like 
and what? What if it is? Like, do, are we supposed to pretend that swastikas don't exist? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Is it? What are we running from? It's a video game, and mm-hmm. two roads yeah. are crossing. Is it really? I don't think there's. I don't think. What? <laughs> is it like? Is it because of the conflict in the Middle East? They're like, this can't happen in the game, or would on a, any good day they still would have freaked out? I d- yeah. Well, yeah, I think part of it too. Like, people are just looking for something to put their name on. They want to feel important. They want oh, to call stuff yeah, out. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That's where, you know, especially younger kids too, where, you know, you remember how it was growing up where, especially in your teens, you, like, mm. you think about the world, you want to put your mark on it. You really want to see, you know, branch out, do your own thing. And I mm-hmm. think because of where our culture is currently, I think that's a big situation that we're right. are seeing our youth hit where it's like, oh, this is what all the my people I look up to are doing. This is what my friends are doing. So social, I see on social media, I should call stuff out too. Dude, so. the internet is a curse. I wish that I didn't have a phone like this. I wish I had a flip phone. It'd be yeah. so much easier. And I also, don't. like, we all grew up playing <laughs> Call of Duty. I'm assuming we all did. I don't oh, know. Did yeah. you ever play Call of Duty? Yeah. I'm assuming we all... Did you ever play Call of Duty? No, I um, grew up I grew up way too religious for that. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Gee. Harry Potter wasn't allowed in our home. No. no. It had magic. That was not... And then, of course, oh. when I was, like... 16, 17, the whole house did like a 180 and we're like, we're angry atheists now. <laughs> I was like, what? We went from like leading a church to like, <laughs> even oh your parents? God. Oh yeah, the whole. Oh, I thought your parents were still religious. No, oh. no, the whole family. Oh my God, they reversed the religion. <laughs> um, oh, 100%. But like going back to what you said though about like people making their mark and stuff like that, like it's kind of funny because like swastikas for the longest time have been like a religious symbol mm-hmm. in like Southeast Asia. So for them, it doesn't have anything to do with Nazis. And then uh, the other part that I think is funny is that I think we're actually seeing a pushback from the younger generation on woke culture. Yeah. Um, I think that people are just kind of like, I'm sick of just being constantly in this like weird days of like, what can you say? What can't you say? What is it? You know, what's the definition of a woman now? I don't know. It's a person, but I can't define it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're tired of it. Yeah. I, so and you're uh, right there. Are, they actually, a study just came out where they said that the, whatever that the newest generation is, I can't remember what they're called now. Generation alpha. The, uh, oh, yeah. That's it. They are the, they're, they're, like, they're like the most conservative generation. Yeah. In, like the last three or four. It's, it's because they're so sick of what Gen Z has kind of been bringing that they're like, nope. And of course, they they started the alphabet over again because Gen Z being right. oh that makes yeah. sense. Oh so they're Generation gosh. Alpha because they're the start again of of the generation count. And so they're just like, yeah, alpha. Right. <laughs> like okay, and they're super conservative. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby, the chads are coming. Yeah. I've heard from like I know people that have kids in school and all that stuff, but apparently schools now. There was an increase in racism, sexism, uh, transgender violence. Just like they hate it now. Like it's just gone super conservative and just like fully flipped from the Gen Z in the schools now. It's just an increase. So I can give you I can give you a really good example that kind of illuminates what happens. So. I play hockey with a group of people that are like, we call it the inclusive hockey league because you get people from all walks of life. And so you have one person who's transgendered. Nobody gives a crap. Everybody's like, this person's an awesome hockey player. They, they, right. They make their day all about playing hockey. Right. It's nothing to do with their identity. You get another person. That's all you know about them is that they are transgendered and like everything is about, you know, if you don't say this thing, then they're going to feel unsafe. And it's just like, it's ridiculous. And so they're, and they're constantly policing people's speech. Like, 
I, I had a whole conversation about like saying the word native and they're like, you can't say native. And it's like, you most certainly can because my native wife and native daughter are totally native. <laughs> they're okay with it. So it's like, give me a break. And it's like, also like, also how is policing what white people say about native or not native, like putting clean drinking water in reserves. And it's also not. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> like yeah. I might've like, you're not my parent. Like what, what are you can call the police because I offended you? I don't understand how people became so upset with getting kind of. offended. Actually, kind of. You can call the police on them. Oh, yeah, right, because it's hate speech, right? There's a law now that you have to use correct pronouns. And if you misgender somebody after they've told you what their correct pronoun is, you can be charged. I'm raising kids in a different country. Yeah. This is absurd. <laughs> yeah. This but, is absurd. But, see, this is the thing, though. It's like, if you have Generation Alpha coming up who's ultra conservative because they're just like, just this pendulum is swings so far to the left. And they're pulling it back, right? Mm. Like, what does that mean? Because it's like, I feel like I'm biased because I'm a millennial, but I'm like, I feel like the millennials had it right. It's like, let's just treat each other like we're human beings and you do your thing, I'll do my thing, we're good to go. But <laughs> so, I think a lot of it stems from this, this desire to have a label also. Yeah. I don't understand this desire to have a label of something. Well, I mean, I am curious about the terminology used there. You said they're ultra conservative. What does that even look like mm. to you? Ultra conservative? Yeah. Because when I think ultra conservative, um, I'm talking like far right. I'm talking about 50s conservatism. Yeah. The whole, I, the whole idea of like, I've been seeing a lot of things on TikTok about like trad husbands, trad wives. And it's like, trad. yeah, it's traditional. So oh. it, the, meaning like going back to like the husband goes and works and wife stays at home and is a homemaker. The idea of like women have kind of lost their identity um, with like this pro feminism like movement where you enter the workforce and that like, there's like a collapse in our population because of that. And then like, it's like a lot of female TikTokers pushing this. And then also like a lot of male TikTokers being like, I want to be a, a, a father and I want to have the nuclear family. And it's like, it's, like Gen, like part Gen Z and like the upcoming generation that are pushing that. And oh. so it's really, really interesting seeing that happen. Then the other thing that's on TikTok now that I don't understand, maybe you guys can enlighten me. What is with these like NPC people? Dude, like, I love those You would, dude. <laughs> dude, they're the weirdest things I've ever seen I in my know. life. They're insane, dude. Like one came up and it like- Which TikTok, one? I don't know this like- What's that like? This African American lady who's just like, can you not say black? I don't know. He doesn't want to like, say black, dude. So, oh, yeah, I'm just wondering. He's, yeah, that's an offensive word for him. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I don't like that you're telling me what I can and cannot say. <laughs> if I want to call them black, if I want to call them African American, point of privilege. <laughs> oh my. So, anyway, so yeah, so she's like there, and like people are like gifting her things, and she's like, uh -huh. it's like, mmm cherry or, or oh, ice cream cone lick 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 and i'm like what that's, that's, like, that's what she does for a living yeah why like, there's like the one where like she literally she's really good at it but she has like kind of like the metal body armor or whatever something on oh. wig cowboy hat on typically um cowboy boots on and doesn't matter day or night this woman just pops up in my tech talk and i'm like does she take a break so like, this is what i love these people are uber successful at it and I think if you can make a buck doing anything that doesn't hurt you, huh, make a, do it, do your thing. What I find hilarious is like, you know, David Dobrik mm -hmm. and like his vlog squad, yeah. you know, like Jason Nash, 
Nick Antonian. Yeah. Have you seen them like mooching on TikTok Live lately? No. It's <laughs> no. like, please give me money. Yes. <laughs> give me roses. No, little. He was like, I'm going live. Jason Nash was going live for 10 days and he needed so many gifts and he would keep going and he'd like shave his head or he would do this. And like, I'm like, oh, the, the well must have run dry. Yeah. Oh like God, they're geez. begging on TikTok. Well, this is like, I kind of goes, we talked to some, Reg and I were talking about initially. This is where I, I find the kind of the fall of our society in general. This goes back mm. to kind of what's happening with the upcoming generation mm. where like, I kind of felt weird when I came across all these NPCs, uh, MCC, M- NPC TikTok lives where I'm mm. like, this is what we're at now. Like yeah. this, what value are they giving to society at the moment? Right. Like what are they providing? What are they getting? Like they're getting money. Yeah. But what are they exchanging? Like you're just, they're exotically dancing. The fact that people with money can control <laughs> them. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It's probably a kink. Yeah, people. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I said. Exotic dancing. Yeah. Just in yeah. a different way. Why mm. do people go to strip clubs? Yeah. You can't touch. But mm. if you give them money, they'll do whatever you, you want. want. It's control. It's, it's totally control. control. Especially in this day and age where you feel very out of control. Yeah. And people are out of money. So mm. if you give someone a lot of it, they give up a lot of control. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I think it is. I think it the is, fact I that people go in right. those lives and spend money, I think is that's, crazy. that's the part that I, like blows the my part, mind. I understand the doing it for money. Totally get it. I don't understand the people giving the money. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Like, well, how do you have that much disposable income that you couldn't go out to dinner with? Like, that you have so much that you can just do this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like I said to a, a, a person I know that like spends a lot of money on OnlyFans. I'm like. You Dude. know somebody who spends money on OnlyFans? I know many people who no spend money on way. OnlyFans. Yeah, it blew my mind because I was like, I only found out about OnlyFans through like memes and then like to find people who are actually like, oh yeah, like, oh, I had, I can't pay for drinks tonight because I just blew my last check on OnlyFans. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, I get that this is a joke, but you, do you actually have, oh yeah, I have many OnlyFans people that I follow and, and subscribe to. And I'm like, Wow. I guess we're like, doing the wrong thing here, right? We're going to start making this a little spicy. Eh? <laughs> it's funny because I was saying the other day, I was like, <laughs> I have too much dignity for it and I also don't have the body. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got stuck in a ditch the other day. And, On OnlyFans? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, sexy driver changes the tire. <laughs> Watches it snows, dude. This, that just rolled off the tongue for you. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so yeah. Anyways, it was uh, it happened in front of a house of like uh, an RCMP officer, and uh, and so a neighbor came by, saw that I was kind of stuck in this ditch, and he was like, "Okay, I can help you get it. I have a truck. I'll pull you out." He's like, "You're not a Mountie, too, are you?" I was like, "Dude, do I look like I have the body for a Mountie?" <laughs> like, he was like, "Oh, huh, that's a good one." <laughs> and then it just went quiet. I was oh. like, this is awkward. Are you going to leave now or? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but, but what so did you... why were you in a ditch? <laughs> you still <laughs> have winter tires on your car? It was so embarrassing. Dude. He was trying to come to my house is what he was trying to do. That was the worst part. <laughs> that was the worst part, dude. Um, I remember a story like this last year. Uh, you didn't have winter tires. That, yeah. Similar, similar what story. So this time, um, all the roads were clear, no problem. Yeah, uh, got invited to a, a house party that was outside the HRM. When I was told, I didn't know this until we arrived. With the house we went to, was in an area that wasn't plowed and it was just oh. all ice. 
Um, the plows never came. The whole road was just like that thick of ice all across the road. What? And so I was like, hmm, uh, Kelsey, where are we going to park? He's like, I'm sorry. I re- if I knew this, I w- we would have brought the Toyota up. Like, this is, this is kind of rough. And I was like, okay. Um, so we kind of found a spot. It was fine. Um, we went, came back out to, to leave. And the issue with an electric car that doesn't have winter tires on that needs it is the minute it feels any type of resistance, it quits. It stops. It's not like a gas car where you can just kind of hit that gas and just try to keep revving that engine and get those tires moving. Oh. The electric car will just stop if it's not getting any traction. And so when I have my all seasons on right still where I wasn't planning on switching them out until January, right. this is the issue we're running into. So I tried to kind of, I was able to back out and then I kind of like tried to jimmy it, but still was kind of having a tough time getting out of the snow. And then like my right tire kind of fell off and like was hanging over the ditch. And I was like, oh, that's rough. So that's how it happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you're saying electric vehicles, whenever they encounter a situation with not a lot of traction, they just shut down. Yeah. They stay out of You can't get the accelerator to go. Oh, we should get a cyber truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but the issue is like my, if that car had snow tires on it, no problem. Right. I've, I've plowed through so much with the snow tires on the Tesla. Yeah. But like, when the all seasons are on and there's any type of like that type of precipitation, it's game over, dude. Jeez. And that's why I was like, if I knew what was ahead, I wouldn't have brought the car up. But you know, it was it was a rough go. Dang. But you're out yeah. in the boonies. Yeah, I was out in the boonies, dude, and trying to get to this guy's house. That was an hour away. And uh yeah, it was tough. Dang. It's okay, you wouldn't want to come over anyway. I was in a state because uh <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes I'm in a state too. <laughs> I before everybody even got there because I was having a Christmas party, um, that was when I found out about my promotion. Um, oh, so he was so, fired up. So I was like I was loving it, and then I was like, We're popping the champagne. <laughs> and then Jen was like, can't have champagne because I'm breastfeeding our daughter. I'm like, that makes sense. And then uh, my other friend that was over was like, I can't have any of the champagne either because I'm taking medication right now that I can't drink with. And I was like, cool. Drinking alone. Guess I got it all myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drinking alone, you, you hit a line yeah. where it slowly turns sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was too happy though. I was like, I got my promotion. I don't care. Like this is great. I had also just finished my change management certification, which was like, you could do a couple days um, of like nine to five in mm. their online lectures, and then you write an exam. And so the whole and the things like five grand from ProSci, and so I was like. I don't pass this. Mm-hmm. It's going to look really awkward when I go into work after I've told everybody that I was taking this course. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I spent five grand on it. So that would suck in this economy. Yeah. And yeah. So, so then, yeah, I got the results. I was like, I had passed with flying colors. And then, <laughs> then I also got the promotion. I was just like, today's a great day. <laughs> Bring out a champagne. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try to get this back on track here. I have one last question before we move to the AI segment. And sure. I, only because you made a kind of a side comment about it earlier before we started. Um, so obviously the liberals have instituted their new housing plan. Sean Frazier has put forward this idea of prefab homes, wartime housing. Right. That we were Pre-approved looking Pre-approved designs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, the last time this ever happened was like, you know, post-World War Two. We really get a lot of homes built. Yeah. That's not the other. You didn't seem like a whole, huge fan of it. What are your thoughts on this plan? I just don't like him. I really just don't like him. You don't like that Picto, Picto County boy, eh? Dude, no. Um, <laughs> and I will say it's like, okay, so there's pre-approved plans mm-hmm. or modular. Like, there's there's already companies offering modular homes. 
that can be small. So what's the offering? Mm. It's not a unique offering. What like wh is the government going to subsidize portion of building it? Is that the like? Do you know? Yeah. Are, so, they, are they or no? They're not. So it's not so, a unique offering. No, no, no. So what they're doing is they're basically saying that the biggest holdup, because um, like I understand with larger developments, um, the big thing is like getting that development through like the municipal development yes. board takes like a year to two years, sometimes three, depending on the complexity and the size and whatever. Yeah. But if like anybody who's building a single family home or even like a duplex or something mm -hmm. like that, the wait time to actually get that put through um, development is just like, it's not even that large. Like maybe it might be six months, seven months, like which mm -hmm. isn't ideal, Yeah. but still it's like not that big of an issue. The big issue is the fact that like, trying to get the land, trying to pay for the materials, trying to get the labor to actually build skilled it. labor, skilled labor. And so the whole thing with this whole thing, like this plan that they said is they're like, we're bringing back this wartime thing. And I was like, great. So does that mean that you're going to make the CMHC build the stuff like they did back in the day? Exactly. Nope. Nope. Exactly. All they're doing is providing blueprints that will be approved everywhere. You it's can like, buy them on like Etsy. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Like you can buy them online. And so that's the thing is they're like, we're, we're making housing affordable again. It's like, no, you're just providing blueprints. And it's like, how many of these homes are people going to just be like, well, if I'm going to build myself a home that I'm going to have to wait two years to get the skilled labor to build anyway, why wouldn't I just build the home that I want? And, right. You know, so it's just, and it's funny cause I, I am very social. So I talked to a lot of people in a lot of different circles. And so I had like five different Christmas parties last weekend alone. And at one of them, there was a person who was building their house or well going to build their house and they're doing a teardown. It's in the North end of Halifax. They went through the whole process. They had an architect. They went through development and planning, got all the plans approved. When the bank interest rates changed, they're like, now we can't build anymore. Dude. They're like, we had the plans. We already paid for the architect. We already got all the zoning, the water, everything all approved. Everything was in place. We have a builder. We cannot build because of the interest rates. They're like, it's all on financing now. And they're like, and uh, a couple years ago, they said before interest rates went to historic lows, we could still build then. When it, when it went to historic lows, they were like, we definitely can build. But they're like, now that it's at what it's at, we can't afford to build anymore. So we're stalled. So it's like, how many people are in that situation then that like, great, you gave us a blueprint, but we still can't build because money isn't affordable. Mm. Like that's the problem. Stop spending, stop driving inflation through the roof, stop raising the interest rates, and then maybe people will build. Dude, I'm I'm disgusted by that statement. Like, how could you dare speak against our, our Ukrainian friends that way? <laughs> they need our money. What about the Philippines? True. I know. The oh, Philippines. True that too. Five point six million dollars billion dollars, sorry. Yeah, Five point six billion with a B. Yeah, and give more to Israel. Uh, and just give it more to everybody. Do you see all the liberals were upset about the ceasefire? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, oh, why are you so upset? Is it like that you need Israel to be at war? Oh, <laughs> it's more like, you know, you have friends who are in the right. military industrial complex. Right. Imagine there that. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah I, think I, read, I think I read something that the president or whoever, whatever her title is at the UN, her husband is the president of a huge manufacturing company that supplies weaponry to Israel. 
And it's like, well, no wonder they're not complying for a ceasefire. Everyone's making money. Dude, what are your thoughts? Everyone's making money. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Nikki Haley, man? I don't know who that is. Yeah, so she's someone who's running for the Republican nominee down the States. Okay. And that was essentially her role, where she worked for a time at the UN, made a bunch of connections with those, like Lockheed Martin and other places. Oh. And now she's like a huge warmonger, like... Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's another nominee, I know that one. Yeah, called her Dick, Ch- uh, Dick Cheney with lipstick on, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what she is. And uh, and the the, the craziest part, of, the, the craziest <laughs> part of that debate was him calling her out on wanting to fight, uh, like give money to Ukraine. Because mm. she, she he was like, they don't even came name the three provinces they're trying to defend in Ukraine that they want to send your sons and daughters to to die for, and then like her face just like went blank. And he's like, look at that. Look at that blank face. She doesn't know. <laughs> I was like, yo, lit her up. Um, but like people like her are also in our Canadian government. Of course. Yeah. Where oh, they, yeah. They have so much money tied up in these types of conflicts. So, of course, they're going to keep advocating for more war, more um, like no peace and more more dying. It is stupid to th- even admit that we have a housing crisis when we're giving money to other countries. I don't, do we have a, do we have a legal obligation to give money to other countries? In some cases we do, um, depending on like what agreements we've signed with NATO, um, we'll have monetary agreements that way. But as far as like aid agreements, not a hundred percent sure on that. I'm pretty sure most of them know. Like the massive amount of money we've given to Ukraine. And the massive amount that we're giving to the Philippines. The Philippines now. Yeah. There's no way. But that one's that one's a climate yeah. um, emergency fund. When did we become the... So that's a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> like the... like Canada's like the white knights of, of climate change across the world. I know. Yeah. And we're like the least responsible. When you actually look at the amount of um, protected forest land, like I went off earlier about in Canada that offsets the amount of carbon that's produced. It's obscene. But yet, like like you said, like we are apparently the white knight leader that we need to save everybody else. Like I watched this video the other day of like all these tires burning in the desert and they were just like, you know, how does this impact climate change? It's like, nobody's talking about that. But you know, don't drive your pickup downtown because that's right. That's climate change. That's no, no. <laughs> like, how do you? How is money so expensive right now? How are there no homes? Healthcare is like a challenge across the country. It's still a challenge, it, it, but then we're just throwing money away. Yeah, our money. Yeah, like I, th- I think like there's got to be some kind of mor- moratorium on like one, like no more money leaves this this country. Like, no more. And no one new comes into it. And no one new comes into it. That was literally what I was just going to say. That's it. Yeah. We got to get our... Mow your own lawn. We got to get our crap fixed first. Get your poop in a group. I like that. Yeah. Good way of putting it. It's the... It, and I'm a dad, so it's the PC way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> po- po- politically conservative way? Yeah. <laughs> but basically, yeah, isn't that wild? Like, that's a far-right conservative idea. It's like, stop bringing people in. Um, when we don't have houses for it, because they'll end up in situations like you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah for context, yeah. before the show, I was describing a situation where <clears throat> we were renting an apartment and we received 200 applications in the first 48 hours, which is abnormal, I would say. Like, normally, before it was like 100, which is high. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. But 200, like, maybe it was even like the, the morning, the night. And then by the time we woke up, it was 200. So, what's that, 36 hours? Mm hmm. 
Um, every like, I mean, seriously, this is not like an, like an exaggeration. It was ninety percent were newcomers. Like, like they're here in temporary housing and need housing by January first, or they outright said we don't know what we're gonna like. Because one thing we try and do is respond to everyone, even if it's a no. Like we don't leave people hanging when they inquire about an apartment. At least, because then they can, they can go focus their efforts somewhere else, yeah. right? It's the least we can do is tell them sorry. And then some of them will share their message with us. Most do. And I'm like, bro, this is gonna, this is getting bad. Where are these people gonna go? There's more coming. Not all these people are gonna find housing in time. There's no way they are. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. So this is what I find interesting, right? Everything you just said reminds me of a conversation you and I had probably back in... 2019 oh yeah i remember this was a part of the ppc agenda to Mm -hmm. limit immigration yes yeah and they are absolutely wrecked over it yeah and i remember you were one of the ones who wrecked them over it (laughs) absolutely i think it was hard for me to hear that message with a grandmother who was an immigrant yeah right exactly um that said when my grandmother immigrated she had a plan of what she was going to do when she arrived she knew where she was going to live and she knew how she was going to make money, like before she got here. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to get here. Yeah. It was not an easy process. I've not looked into the immigration process, but surely it has to be easier now because they just keep coming. But it's wild though, because like I have a, a person that I know who works in consulting where I used to work, and they've been here for like 11 years, can't get citizenship, has a very good, high paying job. Like feeding into the Canadian economy, right? Working, you know, cannot get citizenship. There was actually a, a CBC CTV article about a doctor in Ontario that the clinic had spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars on lawyers to try and keep this doctor in the country. Uh, I don't know if she was from Eastern Europe somewhere, mm. and she's like, "I'm a pediatrician working out of this clinic, and I'm serving like Ontarian children right now, and I'm being forced to like leave because." my citizenship is run up or run out. And these, this clinic is like, we don't know what we're going to do. Our last plea was to put this on the news. So hopefully enough public outcry can keep this doctor here. It's like, who, who is being let in? Like who is getting the visa and who is getting the citizenship? Like, I don't get it mm-hmm. because like if these two individuals, like granted they're both white and you know, from Europe, but like they can't stay and they're both productive contributing members to society. They're not using up the healthcare system. They're actively contributing to it in both cases. Like why, what is the rationale? Like wh- who is making this decision? Cause it's a dumb one. <laughs> My take is that like, they're a group of people that will work for a lot less than what white Europeans will work for. And we have a lot of jobs in those areas that we need filled and we want the economy to, to keep on rolling. So we're going to bring in people who will do all the jobs that we don't want to do. What do you think those jobs are? I think it's working in the service industry. Mm. I think it's working in like, I will say walk into Tim Hortons and see who's there. Yeah, exactly. Sanitation. Cause like I actually did a one month stint as a janitor at the hospital and everyone there, like there was only like one or two, white people in that group. And I was like number three out of a team of like 30 people. And the way you were treated, like the reason why I was only there for a month was cause like, not cause like the work was kind of gross, but whatever I can do, handle a lot. Mm. I needed to make a buck at the time. 
And uh, so, yeah, I was just like, I can't handle the way that I'm being treated right now where people are just like, one doctor wouldn't even like look at me. Like I had to go in and like take his uh, recycling out. And I was like, oh, you know, hi, doctor so-and-so. Like, how's it going? And they're like, it's over there. It's just like turning their head and like pointing at the garbage can. Like could not be like another incident that happened was that uh, there was like lab appreciation week or whatever. And so they had like brought in food for all the lab workers at the hospital. And one of them was just like, oh, you know, Reg, like you're here like mopping our lab, like have some food, like you're part of the team too. And I was like, oh, thank you. So like her and I sat down at the table and I talked to her for a second and she got up and left. Her colleague came in and was just like, I can't believe you're touching our food right now. Like we can't even eat the rest of it now. Like I know you probably come from a place where like you don't get that kind of food often. It was just like, it was gross. So that's where I'm saying like, I think that like your average Canadian or average European would not last in some of these roles if they're treated that way. Whereas if you're coming from a war torn country somewhere else in the world, it gets a step up from bombs dropping on your head. Right. So you can handle a little bit of snotty, prejudiced people so i'll ask you this question though Uh, so i can take that response for canada i i could see it um why do you think the the southern border is just wide open in the states though do you think that the same motivations i think if you look at like why is it so inexpensive to build houses in like the southern united states i think it's because of all the immigrants that you have coming to do the labor so i think it's it's still labor again Mm. but interesting yeah yeah i was we're just obviously there's a lot of interesting ideas like a lot of people have ideas of why this is happening no one really understands or knows um so i think it's just kind of interesting kind of bat around the ideas yeah for sure um but yeah that's absolutely fascinating but anyways this all started because uh everyone's getting fired up about immigration these days um (laughs) i know it's but like yeah it's it's i'm glad that we're starting to get more comfortable talking about these things because i think they're important conversations it's so taboo because you don't want to be labeled as racist um but like when you're starting to see people in tents like you have to have start start having these conversations. Like where where people are gonna live? Yeah, you know? it's not racist to say I don't want people living on the street. Yeah, right. That's not an issue of race. That's an issue of overpopulation mm-hmm. in a specific area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. That has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Like you could be a white person, brown person, purple person. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you might not even identify as a person, but if you're living on the streets, like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we can't bring more people in until we have enough shelter for everyone. And so if we have enough shelter to accommodate the people that we have on the ground right now, then we bring people in and say, welcome to Canada, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, please be respectful and, you know, access appropriate housing because tents are not appropriate housing. As we talked about ad nauseum. <laughs> what is your, so what are your thoughts in terms of like now that like this idea has been put forward by the liberals of what they're going to do to address the housing shortage? That has come pretty late. We're at the end of 2023. We're seeing an election in likely two years. Um, Trudeau has come out saying he's going to be the liberal representative for that upcoming election. Or do you do you think this is his timing? They're just trying to find something so people get off their backs. What, what oh, 100. percent They're just they're trying to find something that they can put out there and be like, look, we did a thing. It's like because they got called out about the fact that they're like, we're building 6,000 homes. It's like at a rate of 600 a year per 10 years. It's like, so no. Mm-hmm. And so Polyev is always quick to point out. They're like, you know, where are they living, you know, in these invisible homes that you have not built? Right. <laughs> so I think that they're going and they're like, I love that they call it a wartime measure 
because it automatically brings up a little bit of patriotism. You're like, oh, yes, there are boys who served and, and fought for us, so it, it makes you feel good. Mm. It's like it was very well done. And, like, I have to say about Sean Fraser, I know you don't like him. Um, when he speaks, he doesn't sound like an idiot. I find I, true. I, I listen to him. I'm like, okay, true. this guy, this guy's smart. Like, it's not like listening to Trudeau where you're like, what is the next stupid thing that's going to come out of this man's mouth? Mm. You know, drink box, water bottles. Like, you know what I mean? Like something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking moistly, like mm-hmm. the, the list goes on. Sean Frazier, at least when you listen to him, you're like, okay, I can see him as a leader. If the liberals actually ran him as leader, I think Pierre Polyev would actually have a run for his money mm. because I think that he looks like a leader. I think he sounds like a leader. And I think that, people would actually buy into it. That's an aside. I think the plan just sucks. The problem is, is that I don't like Pierre's plan either. He's like, his idea is that we're going to like basically tighten the the purse strings on municipalities until they let buildings go. It's like, I don't think that's the main issue because that's the issue that Sean Fraser is trying to solve with his, you know, prefab home designs. It's like the issue is not the home designs. The issue is not the development department's like maybe it's a little bit of the issue, but it's not the primary issue. The primary issue is affordability, land access, um, labor costs, labor av- availability. It's like, and none of that gets solved by saying a municipality, like you're not getting your money until you build more homes. And you know, here's some free home plans. Like neither of those work. Right. So I've, I've yet to see somebody come up with a solution that I like my solution, get the CMHC to start actually building freaking homes. Do their job. Do the job. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll I'll cap it off with this where this is we've seen obviously the left pull so far to the left that we start seeing reactions like this with Leslie Lewis, who is a conservative M- MP, who is uh, this was proposed obviously a couple months back now, um, but wanting an expeditious withdrawal from the UN and all subsidiary subsidiary organizations, including the WHO. That's what this leads to. Mm. You see what's going on in Argentina uh, with the man who's gotten power there. He's just tearing tearing the whole thing down mm. you're gonna start seeing this more and more because people push so far to the left that now you're gonna have an opposite equal reaction on the right and here we go the nominals yeah. will start to fall uh but this was interesting the kind of light things up if we end bring philip into the conversation <laughs> over here um sports illustrated got caught they published articles by fake ai generated writers they made bios for these people um they made their own images um drew was like this guy's comical so drew likes to say that he grew up in the wild which is partially true he grew up in a farmhouse surrounded by woods oh my god fields fields and a creek there we go (laughs) and a creek drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling to the perils of nature Nowadays, there is a rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. He's in these places because he isn't real. Yep. It's wild. <laughs> like, they did this on a couple different people, and it, they tried to pass them off like real people and have them write real articles. Yeah, I, I saw that too, and just the response back from people. I, You know what? If there's ever a moment where you're like, I don't know, like humanity's going to hell, blah, blah, blah just read the comment sections of things like this. Mm. They will crack you up for days. I love them. I live for the comment section. I'm sure you do. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Philip? Well, this actually leads in, I saw this a couple of days ago where there's now a news network that has a fully AI host. 
there is so there's a new AI news is. anchor yep. that can talk in any language and do an entire newscast, entirely artificial, and probably in like a pre-programmed script or whatever. But yeah, you got the video up there, and it's I mean it's skeptical or concerned about technology gone crazy. But everything you'll see on Channel One relies on trusted sources and fact-checking. Let's start with our reporters. You can hear us and see our lips moving. But no one was recorded saying what we're all saying. I'm powered by sophisticated systems behind the scenes. And I can speak in any language. For example, this time I'm speaking in Spanish. Or if I Hello. That's wild. Yeah. No, say. She speaks Greek better than me. <laughs> this, the thing that's very interesting to me about this is if this era became the norm, is this is the new way to for like centralized news to make a comeback. Yeah, this, oh, it's yeah. also kind of terrifying in my opinion. It's yeah. like this is like from the Jessens. True. This is weird. Yeah. Well, the big thing that I'm thinking is like, they're speaking based on a script that we've given the AI to say. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and I get it that news anchors are also reading off a script to that somebody had to write. But the thing is like a news anchor can break in a moment and be like, this is the question I'm going to ask you right now. And it's live on air too late. And so like, cause like we saw that with the CBC interview where the CBC anchor asked the CEO of the CBC, like, so you're cutting 600 jobs and you're still contemplating bonuses. And then they, they kept it and that went out and that aired with an AI person. Like they're never going to ask that because all the questions are pre-programmed in the responses are pre-programmed in like, it's just complete control until the model starts learning, I guess. That's I the, guess that's the spooky part. Well, it depends on what kind of AI are you talking about. Are you talking about a learning AI or are you talking about this? Which this is basically they've taken enough um, human images and video and created a avatar to say the things that you've told it to say. Garbage move, in, garbage out. Yeah, move the lips mm. to mm-hmm. to make it like because that's what they're showing here. To not have to hire a real reporter. I'm yeah. assuming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it also comes down to the, I guess the buzzword of AI, where totally. just, it's putting. AI on this, which would basically be a language model where it's just reproducing language and scripts in different languages and then mm. programming the actual figure to speak in all these languages, which now in AI isn't super complicated to do anymore. Yeah. Truth. Right. And it's not a super complicated process. I mean, given like two years ago, this would be absolutely mind blowing. But True. with how fast this has been like progressing the last year. There is like it's being implemented really fast everywhere, like across Mm. the board, and it's uh, this is you know coming up with like news now. But AI has been in social media like a ton this year. Like there's so many things where you'll watch it and like that's the voice of Joe Rogan, but it's not Joe Rogan speaking. Yeah, like oh that's it's just it's already there. It's been there the entire year. So it's just putting that in now. Anyone can put their voice, upload it. If there's enough of your voice on the internet, mm-hmm. anyone can use your voice. You yep. can make it say anything. Oh they have gosh. it with all the presidents. You know, the presidents, we talked about this. When they play Minecraft. Yes. They play Minecraft and all that stuff. <laughs> Love, Love those. It. But it's like, it's not AI. It's not learning. It's just taking right. what it already knows, applying a set of programs to it, and mm. applying it to a set of values. It's not really 
learning from it. It's just the AI buzzword, which is a big thing of 2023. True. Yeah. I'd call it animation is what I would call it. Mm. Um, it's you're, you're watching an animated character with a script. It's just really, really creative animation is all it is. Yeah. Um, not really AI, like you said, yeah. Philip. But so yeah, I mean, it's still learning. It's still like, of course, learning on its own way how you know humans are you know behaving on the weather, yes. how how they are like, I guess, like how would a reporter walk around their stage? How would it point at the weather map? Like yeah, things exactly. like that. Yeah. yeah, like it's still learning on that, but but it's learning within the parameters, right? What mm. is like what is this you know news reporter behavior? What is you know, how do you talk in this language? How do you talk? So there's like a lot of parameters around it, which is why it can be applied to so many different things. And which is why certain jobs are going to be replaced by it. AI is going to replace the simple jobs that are tedious, that are time consuming, where that's the thing now in film where you can do rotoscoping entirely with AI. So rotoscoping is if you, you can do this on your phone. Now, if you have an image, you can like click on it and it's going to make it like an outline yes. of like a certain, and then you can copy that. Yeah. So rotoscoping is just doing that and like taking a single part of the image and then you have just like a mask around that yep. and then you can kind of track that. But you have to do that for every single frame. Right. Or, you know, 24 frames per second for like, let's say a 30 second flip. That's a lot of work. But now AI can do that where you can just say, okay, make a square around that, track that person could do it in seconds. What app can you do that on? Because I have a video I want to take a person out of. DaVinci Resolve could do that. Now there's also free, there's a lot of free app versions. Like like CapCut and stuff, but I can't figure it there's out. There's a lot of free you know, AI versions out there. That's the thing is like now because of the technology's advanced, so, there's so many different things that you can do this on that's been applied to, uh, which I think is the benefit with it, mm. where it opens up the opportunity for a lot of people to just, you know, I don't, I don't know how to rotoscope. I was like, okay, well, this app can do it for you. You can do whatever you want now because a lot of the AI is taking away the really complicated mm. things and simplifying it to be like for everyday consumers. And Wait, this is very helpful. It doesn't, you know, a lot of the fear is, oh, it's going to take away jobs. Right. No, it's going to take away jobs for the people that are not willing to learn. True. It's yeah. going to take away. You know, if you're not willing to, you know, this is a thing, learn how to use it so that you can be more effective effective in your workplace and just speed up your process so that you can deliver. Let's say it's going to take you eight hours to do this, you know, wedding video. Now you can do it in two to speed up your process. And now you can do shoot more weddings, make more money out of it. Right. Like you can. And that's when you start billing for the service, not for the hours. Yeah, exactly. You bill for your expertise. Yeah. Yeah. It's called rotoscoping. Yeah, so that's the process of rotoscoping. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ro- rotoscoping it. Okay. Yeah. But guess what job is actually going to be the most in jeopardy from AI? Just give me a guess here. Front end developers. Front end developers. Bank teller. Go I would it. say news writers. Pornography. Yeah. Porn stars. Gag. They like those are weird people who had friends on the internet, yeah. like the yeah. AI friend thing. So basically what they've said is that now that they have, you have all of these, you know, actresses and actors, they have millions of hours and you also have any celebrity in the world that you want. Ew. Yeah. It's going to get weird. 
It's weird. Ew. And the more you, you put your face out there, the more people can use it. Yeah, and they can make you sound like whatever they want you to say. They can make you do whatever you want them to do. Yuck. And they've got like all, like the porn industry has poured the incels are thriving now. Dude, this is incels year. Yeah. Well, that's been like a huge concern is like the it's, an, it's leading to a huge like spike in child pornography as well. Yes. Yuck. Stop yeah. putting your kids on the internet, man. That's yeah. okay. So that's. Oh, dude. Yeah. So as a parent, um, that was one thing that I made a conscious decision about was I was like, I'm not putting my kid on the internet. So you can go to my Instagram. You will not find my daughter. Totally. And so the other thing is like every once in a while, I'll have a story with her and I in it. And I'm, I'm very particular about making sure that like, like it's in such a way that there's like really very difficult to manipulate that in a weird way. Mm. Um, so, and it's it, it actually like, it was Blake lively. So Ryan Reynolds wife that was like actually talking about it before mm. my daughter was born that I would listen to her talk about it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is really good to know as a, yeah. as an upcoming dad. So I made a conscious decision to not be posting anything of my daughter. Smart. The pushback I got from friends, family, people mm -hmm. being like, I don't even know what she looks like, blah, blah. I'm like, well, hop on a plane and come see us. We've got an extra bedroom. You can stay, but I'm not posting stuff online. We did the same thing with our wedding. We did not post our wedding photos online. Every once in a while, I'll throw up like, a picture from the night right. or something like that. But we did not take the whole 200 photos that we got from the photographer and throw it online like many people I know. That was our own personal choice. It was our day. We, you know. Yeah, we, we shared it with the people who were there. Exactly, exactly. And then if you want to see the pictures from the night, come over, we have them in, in physical form. But like, Truth. so that's just like how I kind of lead my life. I'm like, try to be as open and private at the same time. And people don't like that. People the best quote I ever that. heard was you want to have a private life, but not a secret life. Yes. Privacy to me is number one. Always. Privacy is so important. Yeah. It's so important. Exactly. I don't know who did it. Maybe it was Blake Lively as well. Maybe this was part of her speech. But what she mentioned was a lot of parents will do like first day of school. And it's a little chalkboard mm -hmm. that has like what grade you're in what your favorite thing is and their last name and their teacher's name. And like, it was a police service and it said, you really should try and fill these out more vague. You're actually giving out a lot of you're giving valuable yeah. information about this kid. Like what school they go to, what, what classroom they'll be found in. Like maybe don't put this on the internet. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of, this all remind me of the bill that was just kind of surfaced today. Oh. Uh, it's been, it's been obviously going for a while, but obviously I've voted on today and liberals voted against this bill, which no. protects young persons from exposure to pornography act. Oh. Uh, and you know, you're, yours truly Freeland and Trudeau voted against it. Um, and you want, you, you have to under, wonder why yeah, I, I do. I, I really I'm, wonder why I wonder. Yeah. Do you know why? Dude, like, man, like dude, bro. I also know is that side of the political sphere. We're really close to guys like Epstein. So it's all Gross. I know. And I mean, we still don't know why Trudeau got asked to leave and sign an NDA and mm -hmm. million dollars. What was it? Two million dollars given to the the plaintiff. Yep. Yeah. So we, we don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Available to young persons on the Internet. It also enables to keep. So this came from this the Senate. This seems like a good thing. Yeah. This is. Okay. So it's still passed, but the liberals did vote against it. Yeah. yeah. So when you see Bill with an S in front of it, that's that's originated in the Senate. Yeah. Right. 
Interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I love this government. Like, I thought just, you said you hated the Senate. <laughs> it's useless. Didn't you say this a couple weeks ago? I do. I don't like the Senate. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's pretty sad when the Senate is the only one passing good bills. Decentralized <laughs> like, power, man. So that's what that's what our House of Commons should be, though. We shouldn't be relying on the Senate to keep our House of Commons in check. It's just party system has to go. But that's yeah. that's a change that's far outside wow. my scope of of ability. Yeah. Like, this is nuts. Because to me, it's like if you, if you go on any website that's meant for adults, it'll always say, like, a pop-up that says, are you 18? And you obviously, <laughs> anyone just clicks yes. <laughs> and what does that do? Mm-hmm. This is a good thing. Yeah. The other thing that Blake Lively had mentioned is she said that, like, we can see who's accessing these sites like Comcast and some of the other big telecommunication yes. companies in the States. They're like, you can see who's accessing these sites. And she's like, you could in your power block these sites from being accessed. And she's like, and you choose not to. Why? And I was just right. like, holy crap, lady. Like, I thought you were a very cool actress, but like now you're even more cool. <laughs> well, I mean, like porn is the biggest, inter- in, like biggest industry on the internet. Yeah. Like it is the most totally. searched thing, which is you know why I'm not surprised where like AI went in right into it. Uh-huh. Or there's I mean probably thousands of different models to be like, "Oh, look at this. You can make this actor do this." Yeah, it's just like, like everyone can like have a porn video with like Kim Kardashian or something. Yeah. It's like, but, dude, the reason you don't get to see that is cuz you're untouchable. Like that's why <laughs> yeah. you get to be near Kim Kardashian. Like weirdo. I think this comes down kind of back to the NPC conversation and the kind of like fetishness of controlling uh, yes. the internet. Or now the internet's become such a area where everyone can find anything they need to be mm. constantly dopamine controlled, stuck on their phones the entire day of just now with AI, everything will be curated to you. Yeah. To what you like and what you want to see constantly so that you will not go off your phone. You will be stuck yep. to it, constantly watching it. So this will like the AI news. It will be entirely the type of news that you want to watch. So you only hear your stuff, uh, AI <sighs> content where it's just, oh, yeah. Well, I think there's already starting the implementations of these things on. I mean, that's possibly how the algorithm works. Right. Yeah. Right. There are already... Right. And it's already started. Right? They're already learning yeah. using your data yeah. to see what you watch. And now AI can start making that for you as you watch it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff you watch is already AI created. Where it's just an AI voiceover of stuff. And it's, you know, subway surfer on the bottom with a, you know, yeah. family guy video in the middle and then some small little thing in the top. And it's just like, what is even going on? Anymore? <laughs> yeah. This, this dopamine chase is super intriguing because like I, I your boy voted against it too <laughs> sean Frazier. not sean Frazier. <sighs> well he's in cabinet right yeah cabinet has to vote the way the trudeau votes yes Man. like it was the same with the um the genetic information protection act um did that pass or not it did pass good because i just did a 23 and me which is rare for me to have done didn't they get but hacked with, they did get hacked yeah but i <laughs> submitted my stuff after the hack does but. is that good uh, whatever at this point i was like don't don't make them feel bad okay? at this point i was like i want to know if my grandmother was really greek and i want to find out nice know, you know cool but yeah anyways like yeah it's just like interesting where all this is going and it's it's imp- imperative 
uh, to those who have kids. It's just, it's time mm. to stop looking for others to make the decisions for you, decisions for you. Take care of your, your family, take care of your loved ones and don't trust everything on the internet. I know this is kind of fun advice that you got as a kid, um, but actually start following it like this. My yeah. kid is not going on the internet until they're of age to make that decision for themselves. So, yeah. Right. Cause it's your duty to protect them from what they don't even know is a danger. hundred percent. I know, but it's just, it's going to be such a hard thing. I can already see it. Well, one, cause like my daughter has my stubbornness. So I'm just like, today it was like do you want the banana or the do you want the apple and she was just like i want neither and i'm yeah. like well, <laughs> it's your job one. to figure out what i want <laughs> it's, it's like i'm like oh god oh no yeah. <laughs> here's where it starts so but like do you be the weirdo parent who like keeps your kid from like accessing stuff that every other right. kid like every kid you have to walk has, a fine line yeah every kid has a cell phone now and i'm like i don't want my kid to have a cell phone like yeah, you have to walk you know, because you can't make your kid an outcast either. No, and that's the thing is you don't want them to turn into the weirdo because yep. then like because they'll get bullied. You'll get well, they'll get you, bullied. You can put time restrictions on iPhones. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just I'm thinking like one of the things that I heard that I actually liked um, because it brought like accountability to the parents too was just the idea of like turning off the Wi-Fi at a certain point in the day. Mm. Yeah, because like I am so bad for just like TikTok scrolling. I'm like, you know what? I, I need to turn off the Wi-Fi for me too. Yeah. And so if it's kind of like, listen, mommy and daddy are also turning off the Wi-Fi, you know, yeah, we're, we're all doing it together. Yeah. yeah, we're all doing it together. Yep. Like it's different. I like it's, that. it's different. So I really liked that. Well, the thing is, it's like kids learn from their parents. So like if you're saying like, yeah, you can't be on your phone and then you're on your phone. Exactly. Right? That was the thing that always drove me nuts because I was just like, you can't do tell as I me say, not as I do. You can't tell me I can't do something and then go do it because now I'm mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've carried that on into every workplace that I've been. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And like last little bit on this AI stuff, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Kind of what you were talking about earlier, Reg, where it's different between like you're just feeding an AI information, just kind of like re Curgitate. Mm. This was interesting. Something Phil brought up as well. It just revealed software that can take an Instagram photo and use AI to search open cameras in a location to see if they can find the video of you taking the photo on that day. So the guy who created Die With Me, which is that chat app you can only use when you have less than 5% battery, just unveiled this software where you give it like the Instagram photo on the left and on the right you see this AI searching through a bunch of open cameras all around the world to see if it can find the people in the photo with the proper location and give you the video of the photo actually being taken. Personally, I think this is brilliant. This must have been so hard to put together. The That's great. So first oh. off, super creepy. Yep. Second off, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like You see those people like... They do the dance. Yeah. They do the dance. And they're like, no, 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 this picture was terrible. And like watching that happen, like in real life is hilarious. Like being able True. to find anybody to do that. Like that's, that's funny <laughs> way to like make you think how many open cameras there are too. Yeah. And we'll make you think, right? Well, that was the thing, right? That's, that's why I said first off creepy, but second off hilarious. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I got two things on this where, so to bring more context, it is scrubbed off of taking geotags off of instagram posts and then applying that to a backlog so it already just saved a backlog of these like street mm. of the open sources so it wasn't like live doing it, it was of course like, it was like a backlog of doing it but it can be applied kind of live which would be my second point going to kind of the what they're doing in china with the amount of surveillance that they're doing yeah. there I don't have the source on it, but 
some guy who's talking about his like the surveillance program that they're they have in there he's like oh yeah i'm a big fan of terminator that's why it's called skynet and i'm like that's yeah okay you're you're recreating this you're you're literally playing with fire yeah but there you can your face is constantly being scanned or their entire society is constantly under surveillance of being tracked everywhere you go so that's you know the ai is definitely helping with that where it's like oh it sees your face recognizes you and with your own, you're participating in yourself by posting it, right? You're yeah. tagging where you're going. So just doing it to yourself, man. Before you get into the fun things, mm-hmm. three hundred seventeen thousand uh, signatures on the on the on the petition. No confidence one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I love it. I don't care if it does anything at all. I just love proves it. the point. I just want the point proven <laughs> that people are annoyed of this stupid Good. government. So yeah. that's all I mean. That's all. Even the people who aren't paying attention are annoyed by the government. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. exactly. I loved that when she was like, I'm not a really, uh, you know, political watcher. I don't, I don't follow it. She's like, but it's awful hard to live right now. Mm. Not liking that. I'm like, that's, what's going to get this government. It's just the people who are like, I can't live right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, what we saw in the, the house of commons last week and liberals, uh, fighting back with saying all the, bills that the conservatives conservatives voted against uh, it seemed to have worked because it knocked down the conservatives considerably in the polls so mm-hmm. it was interesting um but well it's time to start wrapping us up <laughs> eh? um our final for the wild card segment this is a clip that's yeah is going across canada right now as a commentator in a minor hockey league junior hockey league in manitoba just having a good old time doesn't re- you know it's kind of those games where no one's actually watching so you just kind of do whatever you want and <laughs> this guy is just He's a teacher, uh, but does this on the side, and this is this was his play-by-play. Joey Bielikazzi turns back, looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football, and here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, oh, what's he gonna do? He's shooting the roof, Daddy. Oh, look at that! Look at this! Look at that! <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, look at this! Look at that! <laughs> Put him on ESPN right now. (laughs) Oh, he was so good. I I had to play that again. It was so good. Turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. With the D. Oh, oh, what's he going to do? He's shooting the roof, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. (laughs) What? Oh, that's cold. Oh, roof, Daddy. What was he even trying to say? Oh, he said roof, Daddy. And then look at this. Look, look at this. That. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it was so good. I was I, I was laughing so hard. I, I was I was crying when I first watched that. Yeah. Um, and then they need to play I want to be ninja. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely uh, quality. Quality TV, dude. Okay, let's get out of here. I gotta go play some hockey. Oh so. <laughs> my game starts go. in uh seven minutes. All right. All right, oh my dudes. Gosh. All right, Reg, you can peace out. I'll do this, finish this off. Uh, it was always a pleasure, as always is. It's been an amazing year having you all with us. Uh, we will be back January 16th. We are taking a month off here, but we're grateful to have Philip on with oh us. Gosh, this was the last episode. Last episode of the season. Oh and, uh, and with that, we see you off. Have a good night. And with that, the 2023 season comes to an end. Good night. Nice to-